0: Hello, winners, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Wrong Button Podcast, where we talk most things video games and all things nerd. I am once again joined by the remaster himself, Mr. Mark Quiggles.
1: Hello, I am Mr. Mark Quiggles. (laughs) How are you doing today, Mark? I am doing all right. How have you been?
0: I am doing good. We just finished up some uh, house hunting or neighborhood hunting, uh, the missus and I. So Ooh. we are back in time for the podcast. Uh, but the That's last good. time you were, thank you. Uh, the last time you were on, we discussed.
1: Um, it was like the console e- wars and stuff.
0: Console wars, the E3 alikes, um, mm-hmm. and then the 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 loss of exclusivity. Yeah, and you made up a point. Um, you had a very fantastic, nuanced opinion on it, which is something that mm-hmm. I've latched onto. Which was, hey, if more people get to play this great game why why would why would you say no to that why why would yeah. you kind of gatekeep that um but you'd also brought up a, a spectacular idea for um the this age that we're kind of in of uh definitive editions, remasters, remakes, reups, um redo, reboots. yeah. And I was hoping to get your opinion on On this new... I'm just going to say it's a new genre for video games. Like, it's been... Like, the new practice. Yeah, books have been reprinted. Um, Mm -hmm. Star Wars has gotten special editions. And Lord of the Rings has, like, the the uncut. And DC now has Snyder cuts. Um, Whatever that means.
1: Apparently, it makes films good. So, I guess, if that's the case, then go ahead. I'm not really much of a DC guy, so... I'm just basic Marvel boy over here. I understand that
0: completely. Um, we're going to do a quick health check. Is your mic plugged in?
1: My mic cut out a couple times. It has. <sighs> oh my God, do I have to like? Do I have to like really get close in on the mic, or do I just have to be louder? I don't know.
0: Okay, it's it's coming a little bit chop. Maybe it could be coming in over here and that it could be picking you up on that end. So I will go with that. If it doesn't work, um, I might grab you another weekend um, and I'll figure it out. Uh, But remasters and remakes, would you say that that's been more prevalent with the, I feel like it's, it's mostly been seen with the PlayStation Four, Xbox one generation.
1: I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's a lot more common nowadays than it was like in previous gens, like, PS2, PS3, Xbox, and 64 and all that. Like, you see it a lot more now just because I think games have a lot more history now and because you can't just like bring those old games to the newest platform in most cases because platform like cross compatibility or backwards compatibility, whatever you want to call it, that tends to be taken for granted i think uh so i think like i'm absolutely for like older games getting the port treatment or remake treatment or whatever else just on these newer systems just so that way people actually like get a chance to play what they want you know
0: and and with a lot of that like i i completely agree and it's one of those things i i think part of it has to do with the fact that um i think backwards compatibility for the most part is, is dead and we will we will never truly see that again like we did from the playstation 2 to the playstation 3 or even ps1 to ps2 yeah um
1: i think they are like and trying I, I know to a lot of it is technology, like, technology
0: with... is getting so good
1: yeah but, like, I do think they are kind of trying to rectify that since Xbox Series X and PS5, most games from PS4 and Xbox One, those can be just transferred over. Like, even with, like, cross-saving mm-hmm. and everything, that's, that's something I absolutely support. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> like, Nintendo kind of, like, took a setback because, like, with the Switch you can't have like the older games on the switch now, unless like you pay for them again, which I'm not that big on, but at least, at least the Wii U had it, but oh well. And I I mean,
0: personally for myself, like I I know that there are some limitations, um, and I know like stadia being dead just to be topical for about 30 seconds, um, with the, the streaming service, um, and one thing I loved actually was PlayStation Now. Um the, back in the day it used to be that you could mm-hmm. purchase games and just be like, I'm gonna play this game or rent this game for 30 days, and now it's you have to kind of do it as the package. Um mm-hmm. but the Xbox uh, Xbox Gold um PlayStation Now giving you the ability to play those a lot of those older games. Um but I, I think the the much loved part now and what we can really delve into is the fact that people now are appreciating games of old and like, you know what I miss? I miss this great game and it would be great to see it mm-hmm. kind of given a new light or new life. Ooh. Um, the big one or the, the biggest one that comes to me and that I, I, I know for you, you're just getting into it um, was kind of like Yakuza because Yakuza mm-hmm. zero, um, a small let's play channel played Yakuza zero played like Yakuza four or something else and helped revitalize this in, over here. And, um, mm-hmm. And now we have Yakuza that came out over here, Yakuza 0, which came up to the other ones, Yakuza Kwame and Kwame 2, both remakes of the original game. So I think it's really exciting to see this. Um, If you had to categorize, because I know we said this, we're going to give everyone the definitive, like there's going to be nothing else other than what we say for this on this podcast. Mm -hmm. If you had to classify um, by types, you have remakes, re-releases i reimagining and, reboots. There's um, like a category for but, every
1: day of the week at this point. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Is it a port up?
0: Yeah, um, and, and it's what one of those you? things like, do you, I guess we'll start. How do you feel about just um, straight up HD one for one re-releases where maybe they kind of do the Disney thing where they, they upscale it for newer TVs and maybe smooth it out a little bit. How, how are you with games like that?
1: I think those are good. I do kind of uh, wish that for older games that are used to being shown on like a CRT, there would be just sort of a setting to just be able to put a CRT filter just on your screen just so that way the game actually looks like how it did back in the day, which like playing through like a PS1 game like in HD, you just Mm kind of notice like all the smoothness and whatnot. Like, I'm like, I played like Mega Man X4 for the first time, like on my Switch. And it was just like, you had this one like option of just like CRT filter or smooth pixels. And smooth pixels looked ugly. Like, I think having it just upscaled to HD, that's fine. But please, for the love of God, let us have a filter to just let us have that old-time look, essentially. Because I like old-time looks.
0: Anyway. I want the CRT filter only if my game turns off and my screen kind of glows green for a couple moments. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, those old tube televisions where you turn... Like, I'm not watching TV when I'm not supposed to be, and it just it's still, like, green and staticky. I want the sound effect to play,
1: and I Mm -hmm. want it to, like, be kind of green. Oh, absolutely. And I want... I just want, like... For that CRT filter, when I turn the game off just for a couple seconds, you just see like the green, like channel three, like logo just in the corner of your TV screen. <laughs> I'd be here just for to that. date myself.
0: No, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things where like, it, and and if top, if whenever you turn the game on, it said like video one or like input something up there, just that that's very classic with that old um, almost digital style font but not as clean as it is nowadays now so i guess my my other question here that before we really delve into like remakes that we're like super excited about versus maybe ones less so um i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna ask the question of, of pricing so um i know uh, the one of the biggest ones i've seen complaints on um and I'm, I'm sorry to like hit nintendo for this uh is legend of zelda um
1: Link's awakening right uh right and then like not to date this recording but like just a couple days ago (laughs) you know the bowser's fury game no not bowser's fury from the nintendo direct that happened like two days ago the announcement for skyward sword hd
0: Oh, that and that's going to be another another fantastic one. So I feel like Skyward yeah. Sword might get a little bit of a of a, of a pass because they're going to probably make it with controller support and not like you have to do all the swiping, um, and slashing yeah. with, with nunchucks. But the the key thing here is, um, let's look at um, we're going to look at uh, so we'll look at uh, The Legend of Zelda up um, uptick from uh, Link's Awakening to Link's mm-hmm. Awakening for the Switch, and then let's pick another uh, another game. Let's look at um okami hd mm-hmm. um i think okami hd came out at like 49.99 um and mm-hmm. all it was was a was a straight up port and here's some cleanup yeah um n- nothing was added it might they might have been like hey you have all the costumes unlocked but mm-hmm. it, it was it was okami now okami is a great game um and they put it out on on the uh on the playstation like ps4 and I think, and... yeah and xbox and
1: I think yeah switch Maybe Steam? No, Switch. Yeah. I think came later. Okay, I don't know because but least, it was, yeah, forty nine ninety
0: nine for that game. Um, and I'm, I bought it because one, I was, I was very excited to play this game that I, I had slept on as a, as a child. Um, Same here. And then, but then I look at a game like Links Awakening, where yes, it's an HD port, but and all they really had to do was like they already had where everything was. They didn't have to redesign the game from the ground up but they gave that game personality and charm and changed oh, enough yeah. of it so it was modernized. Um mm-hmm. how do you feel about the the pricing of a
1: an HD re-release? I think it is kind of weird. It's kind of a weird thing to like actually like put in front of you just because you have certain like entire collections like A lot one that's thrown around like all the time is the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, where it's just like you get so many like games just for like 50 bucks. And it's like, oh, my God, of course, I'm going to like grab that, even if I don't really care that much about Metal Gear, because like having like the entire series just under one roof, that's dope. Same thing with like Kingdom Hearts, like you get the 1.5 plus 2.5 collection. That's like four games and like two movies just in one thing. Even if that, even if it's just sixty bucks, like my God, like Kingdom Hearts one and two alone are just worth that for me. But like, you get something like Skyward Sword HD, which right now all we know about it is that there's going to be like a button only mode, aka left handed mode. I can make that joke. I'm left handed, uh, <laughs> and like kind of upscaled graphics a little bit, and that's going to be sixty bucks i I like Legend of Zelda, so obviously I'm gonna be getting the Zelda collection, but man, that sixty dollar price tag does kind of hurt a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like hey, Nintendo, you're huge, you're huge right now. You have like eighty million like switch units sold. I feel like you can just make this like thirty bucks a little bit. That'll be fine you'll still make a lot of money or something. You're paying for the portability. You you know, that's what it is. You're paying for the portability. Yeah. Yeah. You are paying for portability. (laughs) But then Uh, even then, just looking back at like kingdom hearts, it's like, man, I get all of this. It's all on one disc and it's just one mm -hmm. purchase for me. And it's, I think like at launch, it was also 60. So it's like, oh man, I can just like slip this in And I get some really good games that I can just play and enjoy. So it's like, when you say, when
0: you say like that for a collection, because I I was going to bring up, bring up collections. I'm actually, um, I'm staring at the uh, Borderlands handsome collection, which I think is Mm -hmm. like one and two or the prequel, like 2.5, whatever, however, breaks down. I still haven't finished it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But Uh, I was looking at that and I'm actually looking at the Devil May Cry collection because I think that came out, um, which was one, two, and three um, Mm -hmm. at at 30 bucks. And personally, for a chance to go back and play three, um, which is the one I'm told, like, just just play three, watch Mm -hmm. watch something on one and two, but play three um, Mm -hmm. was fantastic. Now, um, those games came in at a great price, but seeing as you brought up this idea of um, Skyward Sword just kind of being an uptick and getting charged full price, do you consider um, game of the year editions or uh, definitive editions, where it's like, okay, maybe maybe it came out um, six eight months later, mm-hmm. but it now has all the DLC or it has its own sc- exclusivity to it, but they're still going to charge you full price. Do you think that that's something that's fair, or do you think that that's something
1: that's a bit of a of a gouging? I I don't know that that i think is like case by case basis because if it's like i can get the base game for like 20 bucks but the definitive edition that just has all the dlc is like 60 bucks but the dlc is only like another 20 then it's like ah i may as well just like get the original who cares about the game of the year sticker that's on mm-hmm. the definitive version uh buy the dlc separately or just wait until i finish the base game and then buy the dlc if i really like the game or if like the dlc just makes the base game just that much better uh it's really just a case-by-case basis for me but i've also seen instances where it's just like and again this is probably like another dig on nintendo a little bit because pokemon sword and shield had dlc and then they made a physical release of sword and shield with the dlc and it's just the same price of getting the base game plus the dlc and it's just like (laughs) ugly your box art essentially it feels like ultra sun
0: and ultra moon where it felt like you got the base game it was the base game you'd played but you got dlc just to rebuy the base game
1: yeah Um, Although at least with Sword and Shield, you didn't have to replay through the base game in order to get to the DLC, which Mm -hmm. is a godsend. Please keep doing that, Game Freak, if you're listening. (laughs) Please, Game Freak, uh, your only hope. Because I I was thinking about that,
0: and part of what that brought that up is, um, uh, I I actually really fell in love with Devil May Cry. Talking about uh, uh, the collection, I got four Mm -hmm. special edition because it was on sale on Xbox, uh, but five came out, um, and Mm -hmm. five came out has all these characters and if i'm not mistaken in order to get virgil you have to rebuy the 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 special edition of the game
1: yeah and i can't
0: can't just be like well let me play this and and then get this dlc if i want to play as virgil for 15 20 bucks no spend another 60 to get the game you have and this dlc
1: yeah because like at that point i would just like wait for a sale for it to just drop in price like four years from now to like 10 bucks and then i'm just like Mm -hmm. i'll cop that i do think that some of the stuff that's in five special edition was just made dlc for regular base five so like Mm -hmm. i think like the big one was just like virgil being playable i think you can just like buy that for like five bucks which is good and i think that was like Mm -hmm. a smart move on capcom but i think locking certain content behind the definitive game of the year edition or whatever. That's kind of a scum move. I, I am someone who prefers to buy his game and buy his DLC like kind of afterward and then just have it all just Mm -hmm. in one complete package just so that way I can play it and just not have to worry about anything in the future, essentially like I'm a, I'm someone who is a scumbag and buys season passes for DLC before we even know what's in him.
0: No, I and I, I guess for me, like the, the season pass, like I only do that for like multiplayer games, not necessarily for um, mm-hmm. too many single player. Like I've done it for Clancy and I think that's kind of done for me is I've been burned. I've been burned by Ubisoft a few times. Um, mm-hmm. But so we, we've gotten the prices out of the way now. Um, the, the, what we've talked about here have kind of been like one for one. So we've talked about, uh, you talked about the metal gear salad. Um, you talked mm-hmm. about kingdom hearts. You've talked, and I've talked about devil may cry where um, and Okami, where it's like, here's, here's uh, this game. Here's mm-hmm. this game now playable on your new consoles with some tweaks to it, maybe quality of life. But for the most part here, here's that game that you know mm-hmm. and love. Yes. Um, and right now, I think that the new thing that's been incredibly successful um, coming out of Japan, especially, um, coming from both uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake, 3 remake, oh, yeah. as well as Final Fantasy seven remake. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's it's the game that you love, but they, they've modernized it for modern art audiences. They've given you quality of life. Oh, but yeah. in doing so and I feel like both of these companies knew that was if we, if they quality of life and just said, mm-hmm. Hey, here is, here's is resident evil two, It, it feels almost exactly the same. Like it, it's beat for beat. All we did was completely update this and giving you quality of life things. I think that game would have been so, it'd have been like, Hey, it's this great game, but it would have been so trivialized. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And then looking at uh, final fantasy, um seven i think if they would have just like upscaled it completely without modernizing it a lot of people today wouldn't understand like someone who played the game would get it but the game right. would translate as well
1: for sure like i do really like the whole i'm just gonna call them reimagining stuff like final fantasy 7 remake uh freaking resident evil 2 and 3 uh Fire Emblem Echoes comes to mind as well, because that like changed a lot of stuff from Fire Emblem Gaiden. Uh, I mm-hmm. honestly think those are kind of more of the interesting remakes, because like whenever I see a remake, I'm just like, okay, what's going to change from the original here? Because I can deal with older-looking graphics. I said this before, but I like the look of older games. I am a sucker for mm-hmm. pixel art. I'm part of the problem, I know. Uh, but show me something that I can't do in the older games that I can do in these remakes because that's what I'm going to be looking for or show me something that I really just did not like about the original games that was just changed or just removed entirely from these newer things so I it's a tough line to walk because on the one hand you want to be loyal to the original but on but at the same time you kind of have to justify to the older fans why you want why you would want to get this remake of a game that you already have so just having something like that just having even like the slightest of changes that make the game completely different essentially
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think that is just what makes or breaks a remake partially partially Mm
0: -hmm. now how do you feel um because i know i know you see yourself over for pixel art um older games here uh now like pixel art I, i i have i've started to like see the light on i'm still like looking for more um even games with just simple sprites uh freedom planet's a good one that comes to mind uh, yes. shovel knight oh. has fantastic pixel art they do oh the best so game. much with that game um yeah i'm actually playing um cyber cyber shadow cyber ninja um Ooh, the new learn. one that's been produced by yacht club games uh, which yes. is also pixel based um mm-hmm. now i i think with final fantasy 7 remake final fantasy 7 um as well as resident evil the the key difference here is like if you go back and play um I would say Final Fantasy like one to four, mm-hmm. uh, where it was, hey, here's here's this gorgeous pixel art. It's very simple, and I think mm-hmm. nowadays, like I would maybe switch out the sprites, give them some more personality because we can do that. But yes. Final Fantasy seven in particular, um, going back to that game, it was such. I, I want to call that game. That game is the epitome of awkward teenage years of mm-hmm. of like video games because. The characters like here's this gorgeous character, and then you go back and like when I when you mm-hmm. when you say Final Fantasy Seven to me, I'm like, oh, it looks like Advent Children. And then you if you showed me what Final Fantasy Seven looked like because I saw the fan art of Cloud, the art of Cloud, and then I watched Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Seven get played, and I was like, w- who has been lying to me about what this game is? The mm-hmm. game
1: with might be like, good, but if mm-hmm. just like how awkward it looks, just like mm-hmm. with the 3D art just on the 2D background, it's. It just kind of screams, hey, this is from the PS1 and N64 era where mm-hmm. we were still trying to figure out how 3D polygons work, essentially.
0: Yeah, uh, like to me, but like Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake to me is, is one, let's let's give fans, like, let's, mm-hmm. it feels like they're now saying, let's tell the story in a more concrete way because we have the ability. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I have to say, like, personally, I'm like, oh, that's that's great, Um, because I, I've heard and I, I've watched a few Let's Plays of it. And there are some points in Final Fantasy seven where it's like um, one. I don't think Barrett would change would, would translate as well as he did. And the new Barrett, um, from what I hear, is like, hey, if, if you're younger and you're trying to get your kid into Final Fantasy, like he's a, this is a great game to now come in
1: on because it, it's a fun baseline reset. Oh, for sure. He's. He's much, I honestly like a lot of the characters in 7 Remake a lot more than I did in 7. Because I didn't really think that much of characters like Barret or Tifa or like even Aerith or whatever. I think like the only character Mm -hmm. that I kind of like better in the original 7 compared to 7 Remake is Sephiroth. And that's really just because there's creative changes that tetsuya namura took with sephiroth it looks like that just i don't know i don't like it as well as how it happened in original seven but that could change since seven remake isn't technically done kind of uh that's gonna be the next 20 years
0: when we talk about final fantasy seven remake Mm -hmm. as we're on game eight um (laughs) final fantasy seven remake part eight um now there's uh there's one other thing that that's really come to mind here with with this um and i'm going to steer we, we kind of touched on it here which is um continuity because final fantasy 7 jumped around a lot and i don't know if you're a resident evil fan but the resident evil games um don't make a lot of sense
1: right i i have a passing knowledge of resident evil so i know that I know that the remake of two changed like quite a bit, but for what it looks like, it's quite a bit for the better. And then mm-hmm. three kind of change a few things, but for the worse, from what I understand, I'm not sure. Three... And then oh, go ahead. Three, three
0: didn't fix, like there's still some, there's still some plot points in like three, I think that happened or in two, where it's like a a vial falls and Wesker for whatever reason is like in the chamber below. And that's how like Wesker finds Ada. And like, there are some weird things about that. Um, Like all Mm -hmm. the way around. And I don't even think that like, they explained it like Claire uses a crane to beat a monster, um, which technically happens before Leon does it. But then the crane's still on the other side. But if they fought the monster where they said they fought the monster, it, it like it, It doesn't always line up, and I think they did more that way there to make it happen. Um, How do you feel, though, about a remake going like, okay, this game has been a long-running franchise, people loved this one, and them Mm -hmm. taking, like, I think with 2 especially, it was the risk of, you know what, guys, we're going to give you the game that you deserve, um, but we got to make some changes for it. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. they kept a lot of those under wraps. How do you feel about a a remake being um, a way to clean up maybe continuity errors or just some like real plot holes that are like, none of this makes sense.
1: I've always kind of assumed that when, when you get a remake of a game just in a long running series, that that remake just kind of replaces in a timeline sense, the continuity of that series, essentially like for example, with Metroid, we have uh, the first two games remade so instead of metroid one being what happens canonically it's instead metroid zero mission and then instead of metroid two it's metroid samus returns that's what ends up happening so i kind of just assume that is just always the case but i can understand why it wouldn't always be the case since sometimes like remakes just don't end up being what people want them to so it's like okay well then we're just not going to consider it canon or something along the lines of oh well remake did this thing differently so we can't really have it just the way that the remake did it so we're just going to assume like how the original did it was canon and that's just how you get into some messy sort of interpretations I think so long as you just follow the plot almost beat for beat, changing just what doesn't work to something that does work. I think that's just fine. Honestly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it again, it's like a huge case by case basis for me. I think certain remakes just do that better. I, I, I just mentioned Metroid, but also stuff like fire emblem trying to think of others. Uh, I can't really look at my shelf right now because then I would not be looking into my mic. But basically, just... I think just having... I don't know. I don't really look at continuity that much, but for the few franchises where I actually do care about it a little bit, I do prefer that when part of it gets remade that either it's kept alone or something that's like easily fixable and stitched togetherable that can just work i think like hmm, i think like again probably the best example for me would have been like fire emblem echoes because that game just had originally just a bare bones plot of guy saves the girl, but then echoes just added in so much more characterization to everything that happened. So Mm. that actually worked just way, honestly, just way better to the point where everybody, myself included, just say, look, just play fire emblem echoes. You don't really need to play guide now. So I don't know from a story standpoint it's a tough thing to definitively call it's mostly just a case-by-case basis so i think just having especially since years ago people didn't really look at a game story with that much of a critical eye because they had to be much simpler until like Maybe like the late SNES days with something like Chrono Trigger came along. Mm -hmm. But like now you can just like get into games that just have so many moving parts about them that it is kind of enticing to have that. Yes, let's have all these gears running at their own speed at like their own pace, essentially at their own way. And we can just have all that work somehow. Which I think that's something that Fire Emblem actually does pretty well. And I know certain things in Seven Remake work really well. I point directly to Jesse and Biggs uh from Seven Remake because they were like nothing characters that I don't even think had names in the original Seven, but in the remake, they're really good characters that I honestly just smile whenever I see them. So
0: I think they were named because like Barrett calls them out by name, like in, in the beginning and then on the train sequence. But if I'm not mistaken, you're right. Like after that, they, they, they die in the reactor or what have you. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like, that's like, yeah, they, they don't have any points with that. Um, Now to, to go on with remake uh, and to go back you, um, I think
1: you, you've recently beaten Yakuza like a dragon i i'm still playing through yakuza like a dragon admittedly i've basically ever since i started that game just a bunch of other games just kind of came out and i bought rapid fire essentially Mm -hmm. so i haven't been able to like get back to it but i do actually want to beat yakuza like a dragon because it is just so freaking good it's such a good game. And
0: here's the, the, the one thing that I, I love about that game. Um, And I, I'll explain how it comes in to me. Yakuza like a dragon. Uh, we talked about like reimagines continuity errors and fixing things mm-hmm. to me. Like a dragon um, is, is the reboot for the, the Yakuza, the Yakuza franchise. Um, yes. Ichiban is a direct, like he, he is almost exact opposites from, Kiryu, Kiryu is like mm-hmm. I'm gonna run in and solve issues with my fists. He's not, he's not a yakuza. Like, like so you don't why, why? are you going in and beating up the people and like crippling the people who are need to pay us money? Like that, they're not gonna pay us money now because they can't. Um, and there's this really big difference where um, Ichiban in the in the first the first couple of things when he's doing the collection route, you can tell that he's like, nope, I understand how this business works. Mm-hmm. Um, Wears a bit of an. He wears an off like a, a reverse colored suit that Kiryu wears. Um, and they play this game, and it, it plays like a traditional JRPG, where a lot of people um, mm-hmm. will say that uh, Yakuza is a JRPG. It just has like some character action elements because you can have combos, you can have moves. Um yeah. And then the same it's thing happens. Kind of it, yeah, this this one is like your your kind of JRPG. Um, whereas like, look at Final Fantasy VII remake. They took remake where it was like you can I think play that game exactly like a JRPG, where mm-hmm. it's you select attack, you attack the part, what have you. Um, and now Yakuza Like a Dragon came out, which in Japan is Yakuza Seven Like a Dragon, um, yep. but it, it is a it's a it's a pretty soft reboot to the to the franchise because it happens like when Kiryu's in jail, so it's happening at like the, the same time as part of one is, um, or Kiwami is for, if anyone hasn't played the first game, um, how do you feel about, about that? Like I know we said continuity and fixing that, um, but bringing this kind of takes Yakuza back to a foundational level with JRPGs, but Final Fantasy seven did it in reverse where they, they modernized it. Um, what are your thoughts on changing something so fundamental about a game in its reboot or its reimagining and remake, um, form.
1: I think, honestly, I think those are, like, probably the most interesting kind of changes, because, first of all, it's something that's way more immediate when it hits you, because you can tell when something's, like, trying to be, like, a JRPG, like Yakuza 7, versus... I've seen, like, gameplay footage of, like yakuza Kawami and zero and six and whatnot and the entire look and feel that you get from even just watching both games is just so massively different just immediately so it's like okay i probably even if you're not somebody who really likes jrpgs that much or turn-based combat or action commands or what have you yakuza 7 will immediately look different from something like Yakuza 0. Because other than that, then you basically just have, hey, there's a new Yakuza game. It just doesn't have Kiryu in it. Which, fine, if that's what you want. But certain people might, like, grow tired from that formula. So they'll go to something like Yakuza 7. Uh, even if they're probably somebody who doesn't play that many JRPGs in seven remakes case it's just sort of a case of it feels sort of like what square has been doing with final fantasy 7 to the point where it feels like this is how we would make final fantasy 7 for the first time if it was made today and not back in the 90s essentially it's just because you've can basically turn off the turn-based combat and just to go with a full, just a full-fledged like action game. Almost, you still have to basically you utilize stuff like your special commands and your sh- magic and whatnot, but it's much more like action-heavy. Sort of like again making the comparison to Kingdom Hearts, but a little bit like that, which I think gives older fans a lot more justification to get Final Fantasy VII Remake, even if it's just like, oh, well, I was hoping for something more one-to-one. Well, okay, it's not going to be the old game, but at the very least, it's going to be something mostly new, so that way you can just treat it like a new game instead. That's at least how I see it, but I know certain decisions... I know definitely, at least within 7 Remake, there were certain decisions that people were not keen on. Uh, I don't think, like, the combat was, like, necessarily one of them. Certain people probably don't like it, but I'm personally just all for it, essentially. Mm -hmm. But that's just sort of my take on it. There's no wrong way about it. There's like a hundred ways to reimagine an entire game and have it turn out good, and that, that's actually one of the reasons I, I want to get your opinion. Like, I know um,
0: for me, like I I've gotten into like the character action, the heavy combos. So the the mainline Yakuza franchise for me is is super. Um, where I like it because I, I like being able to like upgrade my character get more combos do more damage like juggles things like that. So mm-hmm. even Final Fantasy seven remake uh, for me because you have some of that ability in there I'm like oh this will be really exciting to do. Um, uh, as the game goes on, because it it brings someone like me who like maybe I don't like the term base. Like I like a JRPG when it's Pokemon, or I would mm-hmm. probably love Final Fantasy like on a long car ride or on a plane trip where it's like, hey, wander through this world. Final Fantasy Nine like was my favorite one to play, and uh, like playing that on the go to me was always very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, because you could you could sit down for a second, I could walk away, come back to it like you can with Pokemon, uh, whereas uh-huh. I feel, um sometimes with like a character action game like if you put it down for too long you come back and you're know, like I have to go relearn all my combos and how things work again yeah um, uh, now I guess the the thing is uh to go on here I know a lot of times uh, the these remakes are kind of uh, litmus tests for mm-hmm. hey should do you would you buy this franchise again would you would you kind of play this um, I that's kind of how I felt with uh the Splinter Cell remake or trilogy mm-hmm. that came out for PlayStation Three, uh, Zone of the Enders and Zone of the Enders Two, which came out twice—once um, yes. for the PlayStation Three and then again for the PlayStation Four—I um, still don't have a Zone of Enders Three announcement or uh, any other game that's like, "Hey, it's not Zone of Enders because you know Kojima and Konami aren't together, but it's Zone of Enders." Right. Um, do you have any remakes that that are you're hoping like lead to? Uh, a new entry in this franchise a spiritual successor
1: or uh, anything like that honestly is terms of like remakes to just sort of revitalize a certain franchise i think probably one of them admittedly would probably be ace attorney as weird as that sounds because we do have like the ace attorney like remake trilogy essentially mm-hmm. on everything I'm hoping that basically sort of sparks something to just get us more remakes or even something like a reboot of Ace Attorney just because I think as much as I like the characters in Ace Attorney, there are way too many to keep track of now that I think just going back to basics would probably be best for that franchise. Uh, What else? Freaking... Uh, Not necessarily... I guess also probably Mega Man X, just because I really like the first Mega Man X, and I like Mega Man X 4 and a few of the other Mega Man X games, and I do have Mega Man X Collection, so I am hoping we get a Mega Man X 9. We got a Mega Man 11 because the Classic Collection like mm-hmm. sold really, really well, just across everything, so I'm hoping that Capcom does the same thing with both Ace Attorney and Mega Man. So cross your fingers, please, and pray for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, now, with with like remakes and, and talking about that, if let's say they took a, a beloved franchise, because I know um, I was actually watching uh, Matt McMuscle did a, did a What Happened on uh, Mega Man X8, Ooh. I think it was, where they introduced like Axel and like oh, X X7. was like a...
1: Yeah, was it seven? That yeah, I haven't watched that specific episode of What Happened, but yeah, X Seven is the it's... one that was just dragged through the mud because oh no.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's a very good episode, but it made me think. If so, let's say let's say they said, "Hey, we're gonna give you um a, a another Mega Man X or another Mega Man game." Would you be unhappy if they said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna give you the character. It, it's gonna be X that you loved, but mm-hmm. we're gonna like kind of change the story. We're gonna maybe give them a new origin, um, just so that way they could tell like a fresh story with this character." Because it's like, yeah, you, you love this character. Let's let's change that. Do you think that that's something that should be like feasible? Um, I
1: because like be it's interesting because on the one hand. I think, honestly, a reboot from Mega Man X just as a series would probably be for the best just to start from scratch. And again, you could definitely have that whole we're going to give X a new backstory, we're going to give Zero and Sigma new backstories and whatnot, and that could lead to potentially a better written uh, plot for Mega Man X. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, X is kind of pretty like it's not completely reliant on like its lore from like game to game to game but it is more so lore heavy than like the classic Mega Man series which that's not really hard to do but whatever um <laughs> i think <laughs> i think having like a Mega Man X reboot just like And even even if you still want to call it Mega Man X9, I think that's just kind of fine by me, just so long as it's not sort of like we're continuing X's story. And then it's like, nope, uh, reboot button. And then it's like, this is X. He's a completely new robot. He's a maverick hunter, whatever. It's just like eh. If it makes sense, I'd either want them to go whole ham on reboot or try to fix the story or at least like kind of like give a wink to the audience like, yeah, we know this is kind of edgy and ridiculous by X standards, but we just want to do this cool thing. Let us do it.
0: Because like, when you say that, it's like, uh, I know that there's the the fan theory that at the end of whatever the final Mega Man game was before X came out, Mega Man kills Dr. Wily, which causes Mega Man to die, which causes X to awaken, if I'm not mistaken, is how, like, like I, I've seen that as, like, a fan theory. Um, So, I wouldn't even, like, would you I mind if
1: they, about. like, let's say, say again? I think I know what you're talking about, like... Yeah, I think I've heard of it before. It's just been a while since I've heard that theory. It's weird. I I
0: I, I thought it was um like Aaron's theory from um oh god, what is it? Uh Aaron from Game Grump's mm-hmm. Sequelitis? Sequelitis. I thought Sequelitis was kind of what covered it. Um mm. I could be mixing it up with like a deep dive that I did one time. Um but i some like if they like maybe confirm some fan theories or like xnade some um i didn't know if like that to you would be it sounds like f- for the most part you're like if it's not changing like don't don't like run these characters like like be like here's just this completely new like then just give me a new character it's like like if you mm-hmm. want to give me a character that i love and say we're going to fix some things we're going to make some things better that's fine
1: um mm-hmm. but maybe I think, not i think like if you're going to confirm a fan theory Just so long as you do it in a way that would basically just make sense, which honestly, fan theories already like do half the work for you because it's like, okay, X awaken, X woke up because Mega Man actually like killed someone and went haywire, which meant he went Maverick or something. So now X had to get woken up and basically track down the original Mega Man. I think having that just like, and then it completely makes sense because X hunts mm-hmm. Mavericks and he was also built by Dr. Light to do just that. And the Mavericks are all robots. So who cares if they die? Mm-hmm. Uh, just having that, like fans have already done the work for you. You may as well just be like, yoink essentially just to confirm it and then fans will just go oh my god it's actually true i do think it might be a little bit scummy just because it's like we're just going to take the lazy way out of writing but i do think you still have to put in a little bit of effort in order to earn that whole theory confirmed moment with the fans so yeah
0: The um, and kind of like to, to play off of that, like I almost want to know now, like, what if you just said, well, Mega Man, you know, killed Dr. Wily and then became Sigma, and just like, nope, he has all of Mega Man's powers from the, the first games, but X now has to take him on and, and re earn his powers and fight his predecessor. Uh, it'd be just like mm-hmm. a fun joke. Um, and I guess the final thing, because we're getting down to the last couple minutes here, um. Let's talk about the the remaster naming issue that I, I think plagues oh, yeah. plagues this. Um the 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 biggest offenders for me, I've got I've got three, and they happen to be games that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Um for me it's Darksiders, The War Master, and the Death Finitive edition. And then a game that came out last year, and it's it was my favorite RPG on the PlayStation 3 console was Kingdom of Mambler Reckoning. Mm. And the fact that they said, Kingdoms of Amalur,
1: re-Reckoning. and, I... <sighs> mm. Yeah, I'm not that huge on uh, on franchises that use re-something instead of just saying <laughs> remake or remaster. Thank God Final Fantasy VII Remake is just called that. Because if it was it called... It is an actual remake? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I would have hated to go through this entire episode just going, in Final Fantasy VII, rematerialized. Oh. That would have... I would have been like, we are changing what this episode is all about. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm thinking is, the
0: is like, any, like, terrible rena- remake names for, like, Final Fantasy Seven be, like, Final Fantasy Seven the re-fantasy or Mm. trying to get like the seven as the R somehow like the Mm -hmm. the seven make or I like I don't know how you would do it but like just
1: I mean the writer for the kingdom Hearts series is the one who's behind the seven remake so don't Uh. test him (laughs) because the (laughs) last time we tested him we got like You've seen like all the ridiculous names for Kingdom Hearts games where if you were an outsider looking in, you'd be like three, five, eight over two days that that's fake. That's some cringy fan fiction. It's like, no, that's a real freaking game. Birth by Sleep, Dream Drop Distance for the 3DS.
0: Um, melody of Memory. Melody of Memory. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8. By the way, we're doing a Kingdom Hearts playthrough, everyone. Um, and I and I oh, do nice. the joke oh. of we finally hit Kingdom Hearts 3
1: 11 episodes into this. Um. <laughs> yeah, because they do Kingdom Hearts 2.9. I do kind of like how Kingdom Hearts is kind of tongue-in-cheek with like, yeah, we know. We know our naming convention is ridiculous. What <laughs> honestly... What honestly cracks me up the most is just hearing all the justification for like the different like 2.8, 0.2 yeah. or whatever. Because it's just like, oh man, people at Square Enix are not paid enough for this. Uh, and,
0: and now I guess the the, the final thing would be, um, uh, and this would be the, the question for like both of us, would be if you could have, a, you said it was the Ace Attorney game. Um mm-hmm. Now I, I want to pose a question. Did you ever play any of the? You're, you're a big JRPG fan, right? Yes. Now let's say, um, would you be happy with? Because uh, you said you're big into Dragon Quest. If I'm not mistaken, correct?
1: I I do really like Dragon Quest. I've been playing Eleven and Eight. I think those are probably my two favorite ones. Which I don't really think that's even all that unpopular. But I've been playing quite a bit of both of those. I want to get into like the older ones specifically 4, 5 and 6 but they're ridiculously expensive. So I have to no. basically beg are... Daddy Square Enix for a remake <laughs> or some kind of re-release.
0: Now are those are those um Dragon Quest games, the the older ones there? Are they like 8-bit
1: or are they like the pixel art ones? Mm-hmm. They are. So like would yeah. Go ahead. If
0: you could have like a dream remake of those, because like you're saying that, and I'm like, I would love to see a remake of those. It could be one for one, but mm-hmm. give them modern pixel art. Like, be like, hey, uh, Yacht Club, can you please do all the pixel art for my Dragon Quest game?
1: Ooh, or um, like, oh man, what's the team that did Octopath Traveler? Because they would probably do really good with like a Dragon Quest four through six remake. That would probably, I don't know go
0: do you do you have other than ace attorney do you have like do you have any one game like we we've done the reboot do you have mm-hmm. any one game that you would like to see remade like just even if it was just for you like i want i want this one game remade and i will i will not ask for another remake um until a game supersedes that one
1: ah uh, the two that spring to mind one would be uh Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War because that's the fourth Fire Emblem game and it has never made its way outside of Japan except for like fan translations. But I kind of want to see that remade in the Three Houses engine just because I feel like a lot of elements from the fourth game would really work well in the Three Houses engine. And then the other one is probably the one that your comments will probably get like a lot it, they'll they'll be in a war over this but i think probably my dream remake is sonic adventure 1 because say one I more time it, i'm sorry you broke up on my end sorry my basically my number one like you dream remake offline. is probably sonic adventure 1 I hope i so, didn't break up that time
0: yeah oh, you came right back um so sonic adventure one
1: yes i freaking love that game as a kid but it has aged like milk
0: wait didn't
1: what about sonic adventure dx is or is that still one because i thought it that's was- still one but that's the that's just sort of an enhanced re release that was made for the gamecube
0: and then the xbox 360 because i'm not mistaken it's also there right
1: yeah, it's basically DX is just what they have essentially ported to the GameCube, 360, Steam, what have you. And it basically just is the same game except like the only like new feature there really is between them all is that the models look a bit shinier just because you can do that with the GameCube but not the Dreamcast and I think in the GameCube version, you could transfer your Chow from the Chow Garden into your Game Boy Advance if you had like the link cable. So mm-hmm. I would want just a full blown remake of Sonic Adventure because you could very much tell that this was in the era of we're still experimenting with 3D graphics. We don't know what we're doing. I want to see that, but streamlined with some of the stuff. Some of the stuff that's more staples to Sonic nowadays with stuff like Generations and even Forces a little bit with just like the different gameplay styles, uh, just different like movesets to play around with. I think you could get away with like a lot of stuff like that, plus having a new Chao Garden that would be... Be freaking dope because for some reason Sega has never capitalized on giving us like a Chow Garden simulator or something. And on top of that, when you say it like that, I, this... I'm
0: so surprised there's not a Chow Garden mini game, like or I'm sorry, cell phone mm-hmm. game.
1: Like, hey, download this, buy this stuff for your Chow. I've been saying that for years. I would buy into a Chow Garden gotcha game, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but like. Just having all of that and then typically I'd say also like we currently have like the best cast for Sonic the Hedgehog. But but like Sonic, Amy and Tails' voice actor have all basically confirmed that they're not playing the characters anymore. So I think just having mm-hmm. a new cast just to like ch- test out how good they are as their characters in the remake Then obviously just have an option to go back to the old voice actors just to get that little piece of video game history of just bad dubs. But seriously, though, Sonic Adventure and Genealogy of the Holy War, those are my two very different, but at the same time, games that I would just freaking love if they got remade. So do you have an answer for this same question? so i do and mine's gonna be very
0: simple um i honestly like and i think they've kind of hinted to it with uh e3 last year um mm-hmm. beautiful joe uh it was oh, it was a yeah. game series that i got as a kid i rented it from blockbuster i got mm-hmm. it on the playstation 2 where you could get dante and i didn't quite understand what i loved about that game so much mm-hmm. but now as an adult like I, I think that was actually like my first time i was like oh my god here's a combo here's here's powers here's here's how a good boss fight feels where it's oh, not yeah. just like um I played like a lot of kill zone, which i I don't regret like liking first person shooters and now as an adult going back, but i beautiful joe like as a as a kid as an adult now, I'm like it still looks cool the the pink mm-hmm. scarf accent, the fact that he just goes it's like no as an adult, there are days that I wish I could just be like you know to shift to turbo baby. yeah like like shift to turbo like uh, uh, sentai Ra- power like sentai rangers are still cool like i don't care mm-hmm. like they still have powers They can still punch through walls i'll wear spandex if it means i get six-pack abs hell, like th- it was yeah. such a
1: great series mm-hmm. and i do kind of hope that stuff like the wonderful 101 just ends up revitalizing that whole like henshin kind of like video game essentially that you got with like beautiful joe just because it it just has so much personality to it you just can't not love it
0: and i i think it did i think i think 101 has sparked something i'm I'm hoping the new one that came out is along those same lines there but that's yeah i would love to to be able to go through that and um like uh, like for myself and then for like the channel just to take the misses through like hey here's Mm -hmm here's something that's very silly but you're going to laugh and watch because it's it, it's going to be so quirky and it's in mm-hmm. it how how it like takes itself nowadays especially in the world that we're in where it's like superheroes are once again dominating, you know, the oh, entertainment yeah. cycle. Um uh, but we're at that hour mark so I want to thank you so much for being here.
1: Um thank you for what having are me. You,
0: yeah, um what are you up to and where can we find you?
1: Uh so basically, you can find me on Medium where I'm writing articles. By the time this comes up, I should probably be done with my latest article, which, believe it or not, is about remakes because the latest one should be uh, called and this is a working title, but I'm probably going to keep it because I love it. Uh, I'm remaking Pokemon Diamond and Pearl myself with Blackjack and Hookers, which is just... (laughs) Which is just, like, all my ideas for, like, a potential Diamond and Pearl remake if I was just given the reins just from my perspective. Because I actually don't really like Diamond and Pearl at all. Uh, No hate. But Mm -hmm. that, uh, I have my Gaming News Discord server, Gaming News R, uh, which is, uh, I don't know. Is that going to be, like, in the description or anything? I don't know how plugging works still. I'll, st- I'll put it in there. I'll, I'll still have the Discord in there, yes. Awesome. So, yeah, that's basically where you can find me. Read my articles, join my server to get like your regular gaming news updates and whatnot. And I will and make sure uh, that we me. do that
0: here. Um, I, I, of course, have a link for Mark's Medium page uh, down below, as well as more than likely a link to Gaming News R, um, making sure that the R has not changed to another letter at this time. Uh, because I know you you like to do that. Um, but yeah, and if you guys do like this, you can of course listen to this on all areas that podcasts can be found on. Uh, we are on Alexa, Google, iTunes, Spotify, as well as at wrong button on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to like comment, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and a thumbs up because it does help the podcast get noticed. Um, thank you again very much, Mark, for being here. Thank you for having me. And remember that you guys are all winners out there. Keep it weird. Uh...